It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning. Happy Tuesday to everybody. Welcome into the PHLY Phillies podcast. Jamie Lynch, Renee Washington, Tyler Zuli here with you on this lovely Tuesday morning. A little early for us today, uh, but it is a, a, a nice fall day outside. A little frost on the grass again this morning, uh, but a nice it, the sun's coming up and it's going to be one of those nice, cool fall days. Uh, so hopefully everybody has a great Tuesday out there. Yeah, it's a good uh, hot tea, hot chocolate. My type wife of did some day. tea last night. Yeah, I yeah. need a, I need a good tea. I make a great tea. Um, yeah, you've talked up your tea game. I have. It's yeah. it's solid. I I'm believe gonna, you. I I'm believe not gonna you. lie. I mean, I don't drink coffee, I'm so a coffee guy. I will drink I will drink tea occasionally. But yeah, it's a beautiful fall day, um, and it's an exciting day because there's plenty to talk about today. I know yesterday we went off the rails a little bit. Um, I'm sure we will Poor again Bears today, Bears. <laughs> but we will guarantee that we're going to give you guys some great nuggets of insight because that's one thing we always do on the show, whether it's baseball specific or not, who knows? So we'll see what's in store today uh, for some nuggets of random facts. Welcome Eugene Krabs. Good morning. Always one of the first, first in, in the chat, the chat you of win. every you show. Uh, I see some thumbs up. Continue to hit the thumbs up. Continue to join the chat. Give your good mornings and let's let's dive right into it, Jamie. Let's get it going. Yeah, get so it you, popping. You don't want some of my black eye coffee with two oh, shots of espresso. No. Oh. Yeah, you're good. I like the smell of coffee. That's it. I don't even like coffee, ice cream or anything. Nothing uh, coffee. Yeah, no, I don't mess with anything else coffee yeah. except the actual coffee. Give me the hard stuff. Uh, but yes, there is a lot to get into as uh, the diarrhea that ended the GM's meetings a little early uh, has not stopped the rumor mill from going. I think conversations are just now happening over the phone. Uh, and I think from everything I've been reading, watching, I think John Morosi kind of uh, is the pulse of the rumor mill for the most part right now. He mm -hmm. seems to be on the forefront of everything. Uh, we'll see what happens when it comes time to actually you know, break the actual news. That tends to be Heyman and Nightingale, uh, and I think it's all ha has to do with you know the relationships with certain clients, um, uh, and and how that works and how they use the media and so forth. Uh, but John Morosi's been all over it to start so far from the MLB Network, uh, and he's the one. There's two big ones. Um, we'll start with the big one, which is our thumbnail on the show today. 
And then we'll get back to the Aaron Nola news that he dropped. Uh, but good morning, MBD. You are second in here uh, <laughs> behind Eugene. Uh, pause. Good morning, Tyreek. Good morning, Rick. Everybody in here. Good so the morning. One, the one he dropped last night, I was in bed, you know, uh, scrolling Twitter, reading the rumor mill, uh, prepping the show a little bit last night. And right as I was about to, like, shut down our, our shared note sheet there, I see John Morosi, MLB Network, one minute ago. And John Morosi says that the Rangers and the Phillies are on the top of the list in pursuit of all-star closer Josh Hader. Uh, now, he's a guy we talked about a little bit last week on the bullpen issues. Uh, might not be the warmest, cuddliest, uh, most friendly guy in the world and has some, I guess, problematic uh, tweets in the past. Forgetting all of that, which I know, you know, whatever. But baseball-wise, there's no doubt he's the best closer on the market. He's a guy Dave Dombrowski named as there not being very many of in the league. Uh, at the year-end press conference, when asked about bullpen help, he said, you know, there's not many Josh haters out there. Mm. Um, so I think he's – I think it passes the smell test. Um, because, look, if they bring in Josh Hader, they probably have the best bullpen in baseball. Uh, between the flexibility you would have between Alvarado and Sir Anthony, um, you know, Hoffman's back, and then you have a guy like Orion that you can help grow and foster, uh, whether he starts the year up there or comes up halfway, whatever it may be, you all of a sudden have a pretty juicy bullpen. And playoff baseball, no matter how good your starting pitching is, no matter how good your bats are, it always seems to come down to bullpen. Mm -hmm. And if they go and do this and, you know, the rumors are he could get, you know, six years, a hundred plus million dollars. I'm, I'm cool with it. Uh, assuming he's not a complete J.O. Um, and he's not going to like be a cancer in the locker room, which I don't think he will. I, I remember some people in the chat saying he didn't want to go into a multi inning closeout situation in San Diego. Um, you know, oh, we got a we got a fan in Seoul, Korea. Oh, that. Welcome, Jay Young Lee. That's nice awesome. to have you here. Thanks for joining the show. Uh, so Josh Hader, personality aside, it makes the Phillies pretty damn good at a pretty because it's not about making the playoffs anymore. It's about winning the World Series. Oh, yeah. And every playoffs, I feel like always comes down to the bullpen. So if this is the angle they go, uh, all for it. For sure, for sure. I know you guys are already dropping in the chat some other thoughts. We will get to, like, Corbin Burns and other players uh, on this show today. But for Josh Hader specifically, it's, it looks like it's going to be a bidding war. He's a name that, you know, much like Otani and Aaron Nola, uh, there are a few guys that are right now those top prospects, and Hader is one of them. Now, when you look at Josh Hader's stats, I know we have the conversation about Josh Hader the person, but Josh Hader statistically – uh, no surprise that he's someone that, you know, th right now the Rangers and Phillies are looking like they're going to have a bidding war for. Last season, Josh Hader finished with a 1-2-8 ERA, over 56 in the third innings, 33 saves, struck out 13.6 hitters per nine. And um, overall in his career at 29 years old, has a 2-5-0 ERA, 165 saves in seven seasons. Now the Padres obviously looking to financially they've got uh, a hole to dig themselves out of and so as they're looking to figure out their payroll cut back on their payroll if they're willing to let Josh Hader go it'll be absolutely a huge addition for the Phillies because the Phillies as we talk about being that they're in the comp you know 
focus now on winning a World Series, not just the playoffs. The Rangers coming off of a World Series title. These are two teams that are looking for up one or two pieces. It's not an overhaul, as we've talked about. And Josh Hader, baseball-wise, would be a great piece as a starting pitcher. Josh Hader, personality-wise, and all the craziness that we hear about him outside of baseball, that concerns me, without a doubt. So I'm not really the biggest fan of bringing in uh, – Guys, where you you know culture wise. Well, that's why you have Kyle Schwarber and Bryce Harper and Trey Turner and, and this veteran locker room that is not going to stand for the bullshit. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if you bring in somebody like that, um, you know, you're you're going to have faith in your clubhouse that they can self police uh, and keep things in check. I I don't. I'll be honest. I don't know enough about his personality to say he's you know a locker room cancer. I know he's had some tweets in the past that are some somewhat sketchy. Uh, but you know, I, I don't know to the point of him ruining locker rooms or not, uh, to the point of some commenters in the show we did about the bullpen, you know, if he's denying a manager's request to go get four or five outs instead of three, I mean, that's pretty lame. Uh, but you would hope Dave Dombrowski and, and Barber and Mattingly have a pretty good sense of what he is and who he is around the league. He is 29 years old. Um, you know, MBD, I think in the chat said, you know, when does spending big money on a closer really work out? I mean, that's a pretty blanket statement. Guys like Kenley Jansen have been highly paid and been successful, uh, albeit, you know, the Dodgers choked and Red Sox might not really be uh, where, what they once were. But it's not to say they all fail. I hear you, uh, you know, six or seven year deal to a closer. He's 29. So you project that's going to take him into his mid 30s. I mean, I get that. Like, I, I do understand the hesitation there, but I just, I'm just thinking about the next two or three years, and that might be wrong, but like, that's kind of the Phillies' window. Um, you know, these guys are all right in their prime: Schwarber, Castellanos, Harper, Turner, JT. Uh, like, the time is now. Like, these guys are all in their early 30s. You probably have a. You know, who knows what happens when Kyle Schwarber and Nick Castellanos' time is up here. Uh, you know, Justin Crawford could be great, uh, but you might have to go spend on corner outfielders again or DH again. So, like, the window is really the two years that Kyle Schwarber has left on his deal, in my opinion. So, for that reason, it's kind of like I'll, I'll push all in. Um, and if you go get a Josh Hader, you're presumably going to lose Aaron Nola, but then you should go get a Sonny Gray or a, an Eduardo Rodriguez or somebody of that ilk. So while you were sharing that information and your thoughts, I did do a quick look. It's not hard to find the Josh Hader tweets um, just for context, because we've talked about him. We've tiptoed around. I feel like it's only right that we actually share specifically what has been said by Josh Hader. And as we talk about culture and the locker room guy, uh, this is exactly what we're referring to. So back in 2011, 2012, Josh Hader made some tweets on his account. At the time, it was his uh, Twitter name was Josh Haderade, which says a lot in itself about yeah. the direction that I'm about to go. Um, and so those tweets kind of were just before I he turned know he's problematic. Eight. Yeah. If you... <laughs> Hater, that's so these good. tweets were posted just before his 18th birthday. Say okay. So that kids. was teenage Josh Hader months before he was drafted. Uh, you know, he's this is high school Josh Hader, a.k.a. Josh Hader. And I'm going to read some of these to you. It's very explicit, explicit, 
explicit, excuse me. Um, it's very inappropriate, but I'm going to read some of the tweets from Josh Hader. In March of 2012, Josh said, gay people freak me out. This dude comes in with pony shirts and a pony mall bag. Hashtag the fuck. Um, also Ew. tweeted saying, I hate all the black people. Ew. LMAO. I tried tell her about them. She just yelled at me. This was Ew. him having a conversation with a friend. Then he also posted some very uh, sexual tweets, and some of you guys will like this for many of the wrong reasons. He posted, keep a hard dick for your girlfriend to wobble on. Had her bouncing on my dick like a seesaw. It's weird to say these with a straight face. Um, and then also was saying, he did say the N-word on several occasions, um, which I'm not going to repeat that, though. So he had some very inappropriate tweets and did come out and say afterwards, because this is not the first time those tweets have been brought up. He did come out afterwards and apologize and saying they don't reflect who he is and how, um, you know, he's, it's, it, he's grown since then, matured since then, but to see racist, homophobic, misogynistic, threatening, all different types of tweets, very inappropriate. And what I, what I always get nervous about because we were all 17 at one point. We all said some very questionable things. But never, yeah, never did I stuff. say anything. <laughs> exactly. Never did, did I or most of us say anything that was that extreme. It, would, it might be inappropriate lyrics. It might be us. Like, for me, back in the day, it was spelling things incorrectly. Like, I thought it was cool to have all these shortcuts and stuff. Like, that was 17-year-old Renee tweeting. I was saying petty things. Don't get me wrong, but I this was is in chat this is racist. To be somebody I wasn't. Yeah, this exactly. I was in like <laughs> chat roulette and whatever other mess, like doing ridiculous things. But definitely not hearing somebody say the n word, hearing all the inappropriate, the racist things that he's saying, all the misogynistic things he's saying. I find it hard to just separate those. I know that. Now he's 29 years old. That's over a decade ago. But still, if you said it at one point, and I said this before on the show, um, on the union show, because racist comments were said, to me, it's not a one-time it's not a one-time thing. Like, you just got caught because the internet will not let you forget the fact that you had those tweets, and everybody can find those receipts easily. But to come out afterwards and say, like, oh, I apologize, and they don't reflect any of my beliefs now, still makes me questionable because you said that multiple times very inappropriate things yeah that's so worse than it's I hard thought. to look past that and say like oh it's like like you know like you sure. said it is worse than we I thought i hadn't read the tweets but so reading, this is my first time here and i just did a quick search and those were just some of the ones i mean i'm not going to read all of them because it it's actually gets worse um but to see that those are the mm -hmm. tweets that he had coming out at 17 years old when you're old enough to know right and wrong you're old enough to know what's appropriate inappropriate that's not funny and that's definitely not something that you can just disregard as I was just young. I'm different now. I've matured now. Those are not my beliefs now because it's hard to overlook all of the discriminatory tweets that you made. Yeah, that's uh, way worse than I anticipated. I just thought he was making some dumb political tweets. I didn't know he went uh, he went the full gamut on uh, on hate in his heart. So, uh, you know, MBD says tweets not taking the ball for a four out save. San Diego clubhouse was a dumpster fire. Hard pass for me. Uh, yeah. I hear you. Um, and I will also add, just for context, that these tweets alone are from about 
It's it's over the span of a year. The dates of these tweets. So yeah, as Tyree Bailey says in the that's chat, that's wild to look. It's gonna past. be a no for me, dog. Yeah, <laughs> I'm 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 done with him too. Next, it, again, it's it's tough because in sports, we so many times want to look at the stats and how talented a player is. And in a situation like this, you can't overlook who he is as a person because no, somebody these said aren't a, things, a leopard doesn't change. No, their spots. it doesn't. And yeah. these are things that fans are aware of. Just like we're aware of it and have this conversation, fans are aware of it. And what does it say about the Phillies if you're bringing in a guy? like this that's openly made discriminatory comments of what you stand for so it does ethically there there's a line there and I think Josh Hader I don't care if he was 17 years old like you are all saying you can't overlook the fact that he said those and you definitely well, can't just assume he's better now because at one point you were thinking this way which means I don't want you with the Phillies yeah uh that's uh, everybody's justified in, yeah in uh feeling that way uh but unfortunately Fortunately, uh, Dave Dombrowski in the front office might not care. Uh, yeah. And that's a reality of uh, kind of sports fandom. You're not going to love everybody on the team. And yes, that's extremely problematic and uh, terrible. Uh, and it would suck to have a guy here for long term that you can't really cheer for. Uh, but from the baseball standpoint, there's no doubt he would improve the team. And that's why Dave Dombrowski and, and the Phillies apparently have interest as well as the the Texas Rangers um according to John Morosi late last night I think that broke around like 9:45 or 10. Uh there's a question in the chat I want to get to cuz it's from one of our buddies Cody Delmondo out in Chicago. Uh shout out Cody for hopping in the chat today. Uh just want to run this by uh the people in the chat and me and Renee will address it as well because it is an interesting one as we sidetrack for a second. Reese Hoskins uh, the Chicago Cubs have interest in Reese Hoskins and Cody wants to know, you know, if Bryce Harper wasn't playing first base, would we have interest in bringing Reese Hoskins back on that one year type of prove it deal? Uh, he points out like, like Bellinger did this year. Uh, and it's, uh, it's going to work out for Cody Bellinger cause he's probably going to get paid and we'll get into his latest rumors in a minute. Uh, but yes, Cody, I think, uh, I don't, I'll let Renee speak for herself. Uh, I think, I and most fans would very much like uh, a one-year Reese Hoskins prove-it type of deal if it wasn't for Bryce Harper playing first and we had an open DH spot. I would fully support uh, that. I think Reese gives you really good at-bats. He knows how to work a pitcher. Uh, he has enough power that you feel comfortable with in the DH spot or a first-base spot. Uh, he's a butcher in the field. Uh, you'll find that out if he's playing first for the Cubs. Uh, but yes, I think overall, everybody in town would love Reese Hoskins back for uh, a one-year prove-it type of deal. So I wanted to get to that question because uh, we're helping out our friends in the Chicago Cubs. Uh, Renee, do you agree, disagree? Would you be uh, supportive of Reese if you were a Cubs uh, executive there? Yeah, I think Reese for the Cubs is a great addition. It's a situation where it's not as much about Reese being bad, but it's just about Bryce Harper being better, you know? So he got out, played for first base. Bryce Harper took over that position. And once Bryce made it clear that, you know, he likes playing first base, Dave Dombrowski, of course, came out mentioning that the plan is for them to continue to keep Bryce at first, especially at this point of his career. It's just a situation where Reese doesn't have a role on this team anymore. So for other teams, he's still a great pickup. I know the Cubs were in the conversation as well as like 
the Blue Jays, different teams are high and looking on um, looking to add Reese Hoskins to their roster. But I think for Reese Hoskins specifically, if you're Chicago, you absolutely should look to bring him in. He's so great, gives you great at bats. We know he can great smash the ball out of the ballpark. Yeah. Great clubhouse, complete opposite of some of the controversial things that we've seen and talked about for Josh Hader, for example. Great clubhouse guy, great leader, great voice, great veteran. Great in the community. And, and someone that you're, you know what you're going to get from, from Reese. Yeah. He's definitely going to give you the consistency. He's definitely going to give you as a, a fan favorite, someone that fans can rally around and be excited about. So if you're Chicago, I think he, without a doubt, is a guy that you want on your team. Yeah. Uh, sure. MBD says, you know, they had, so the Cubs have a fantastic defense. If you can play him strictly <laughs> at DH, that's a big win. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they won the gold gloves up the middle of the infield, which mm -hmm. is <laughs> particularly uh, important in baseball. So yeah, yeah I, th I think that's a, a logical good fit. And if re-signed with the, uh, the Cubs, I would, uh, I would support that. Yeah, I, I would, uh, I wouldn't, I, I love I, Reese. I, I would support that, and I want him to go somewhere where you That's know cool. there's no bad feelings there. So it's and kind of Wrigley's like, cool. it's kind of like the breakup where it's, it's mutual, and we're like, you know what, it's just time to go on to better things. It's time for yeah, Reese. Bryce. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting the better things. Than I love Bryce you, Bryce. Harper, But I think it's, it's just uh, for us with Reese, there's no hard feelings, and we want him to go somewhere where he can be successful, and that team will welcome him with open arms, and that's Chicago. I do want to jump into some comments in the chat it is sunny in the studio today I, i'm not i'm not gonna lie i'm loving this like glow it's like oh it's very uh you're not getting as much of it because i'm taking all the sun mm -hmm. but it's fine that's fine um i can share that's all right you can just lean over i was doing also, the uh, sun visor uh, <laughs> uh shuffle all morning driving in uh, oh gosh yeah the sun was um, bright Eugene Krabs is saying, I know on that one shot, you can kind of see Jalen like peering over my shoulder a little bit, which is nice. Um, it's like we're there. there. It's there me and Jalen. There it is. Um, but yeah, it's, it is great to see. We've got some other names in the chat. If you can scroll by, I know I saw at 215. Welcome in. Uh, take 215. Excuse me. Nice to have you. Good morning as well. Uh, can I live? Welcome to, <laughs> to the show as well. <laughs> Um, yeah, not a lot of diversity on the Phillies roster, specifically in terms of African-American players. But either way, um, I, I, I guess your point of that is to the tiding in with the Josh Hader comments and everything. But yeah, it's interesting. It's very interesting. But welcome in, you guys. Nice to have more uh, new faces here as well as the old usual suspects and Dave and MBD and Rick and Eugene. And it is a glow. So thank you. But I'm glowing because I'm excited, I think, and also because of sun. Yeah, so uh, back to Josh Hader. Tyler made this graphic last week when we were talking about the bullpen arms out there. Uh, so if you're unfamiliar with him, he's 29 years old, uh, pitched in 56 and a third innings last year, over 61 games, a 1-2-8 ERA, a 1.1 whip. Uh, he's been a five-time All-Star already. He has a sub-one career whip, uh, 15 Ks per nine innings. Uh, and there's his calculated market value, five years, 88 million. I've seen six or seven years and 105, 110 million. So that's generally what you're talking about. Um, but, it, you know, again, there's there's a chance it happens and there's a chance Philly fans hate it. Um, and I'm sure people will let them know about it. But uh, it definitely improves the ball club. Um, and that's probably what Dave Dombrowski and Brian Barber and Preston Mattingly are considering they have enough friends around baseball that they've probably talked to, you know, um, their ex colleagues or whoever in San Diego, in Milwaukee and places he's been. And, and if they do sign him, I would think it's a sign that they feel comfortable enough with who he's become as an adult, 
um, that they're not going to crucify him for an 11 year old tweet. That's my guess Um, because the Phillies are a very family friendly culture. Uh, You know, the people that work there stay there. It's a good atmosphere that, you know, very family friendly. Like I don't think they want to openly invite um, a scumbag into the locker room. So I don't, uh, I don't think they would go out of their way to let baseball overrule culture. You know what I mean? Like I, I do think that's something that they would balance and consider uh, in bringing them in. So that was so the latest from John Morosi last it's, night. It's, it is controversial because it's what do you prioritize and value? And I know he's ever since Josh Hader's tweets surfaced, a, you know, a few years ago, actually, He's openly spoken up about how he was immature and apologized and said he's, you know, he was young. He said, I was in high school. I was just trying to figure out who I was back then. I struggle to believe all of that and let it go. Um, And I just, for me, have a hard time drawing that line in the sand of maturity and you know, learn. I do think people learn and mature over time, but the extent of these tweets are, are hard to overlook. So personally, I'm not a fan in any sport of any athlete. I don't care who you are. I don't care how talented you are. I absolutely struggle with it's okay because you're good enough. We're just going to accept what you've said as truth and bring you in. But this now, is... I absolutely believe that for Dave Dombrowski and for everybody that they're going to do their due diligence of and, and are doing their yeah. due diligence of seeing it through. But personally, it does make you, you know, when you take a step back, bigger picture, think, OK, how much are we willing to put to put aside the frustrating, discriminatory ignorant tweets i don't care if it is over 10 years ago because he's such a great addition as a starting pitcher well, the reality so, of sports is there's a lot of there's a POSs lot and that's, and that's unfortunately what we see all the time in sports is that people get a slap on the wrist the better you are talented wise the more you're able to make excuses and completely overlook your your past situations whether it is a crime i know eugene saying a, cr- a crime that you know we've seen we've seen crimes committed and people come back from it and it's like up oh, Get back out there and keep playing because you're so good. We are going to overlook the fact that you've had domestic abuse or rape charges or whatever else. So I ethically always struggle with that. I love sports, but I also know sports are not life. And I also know there's more to it ethically and values wise. So I know it probably possibly can happen. And if Josh Hader joins the Phillies, I will figure out a way to absolutely wrap my head around it but i also yeah and i also just it always takes me back to how in sports everybody if you're talented enough you can get away with things that's just that's just the nature of the unfortunate beast of what we live in the sports society so yeah it's unfortunately a reality of life even Uh, outside of the sports that is true chris Um, brown's a good example these are great examples dave's bringing up the chat's been been great this morning Mm -hmm. thanks for chiming in everyone make sure you hit that like button when you're here uh can we just go up to our friend vince pellegrini's tweet yes uh vince um you're hitting the sauce man he says, if Marsh is traded for a high leverage re- relief pitcher, the Phillies should bring back Reese as a right-handed power bat. I don't disagree with that part. And have <laughs> Kyle in left field? No, Vince, no. It's too early for that. I, we've seen enough of Schwarber. The original plan was for him never to play the field here. <laughs> it was always for him to be DH. Bryce's injury caused that. And, um, no, I never want to see Kyle Schwarber play the field again. Johan Rojas is going to start the year in the minor leagues. 
Uh, so Vince, bad, bad Vince this bad morning. Vince. Bad Vince. Uh, I do want to clarify. I was not so. Just to your question for anybody that came in late, Josh Hader. There have not been any reports of him beating on women. That's not the situation. Josh Hader had racist, misogynistic, sexist, homophobic tweets yes, that Lynch he posted years ago. So to your question, Marshall Lynch, no. But I'm saying as an example, we've seen athletes, or even as you're talking about Dave and reminding us, entertainers and celebrities that have been involved in cases of domestic abuse you know different types of violence crimes different types of discriminatory actions and get a slap on the wrist essentially because of their talent that they are allowed to just step right back and, and resume so i was just using it bigger picture to compare to other things but uh, uh, cody from our chicago uh, sister station says there's a reason milwaukee traded them while in first place before the trade deadline in 2022 he said, you know, the Cubs, and Cody does a great job covering the Cubs out there. He said the Cubs need bullpen help, too. I absolutely don't want them. So I think that's going to be the overwhelming uh, majority feeling. Uh, but the Phillies, you know, we'll see. John Morosi's pretty tied into the rumor mill. Phillies and Rangers are the two after them. Let's move on to more uh, exciting topics. Uh, and that's the possibility of Aaron Nola playing for the Atlanta Braves. Um, John Morosi again last night uh, says that the Cardinals and Braves uh, remain the two teams with the most interest in Aaron Nola. Uh, the Braves also could be in on Sonny Gray. Now, I think that's um, not in addition to Aaron Nola. I would think it's one or the other. So I would I would imagine Nola's choice number one, Sonny Gray's choice number two for Atlanta. Uh, so... It's very much clear that they want, you know, they don't want Bryce Elder pitching in playoff games in Citizens Bank Park. Uh, if they can trot out Max Freed and Spencer Strider and Aaron Nola, that is a pretty nasty big three or Sonny Gray. Uh, so the team you're chasing in the division uh, that is younger, probably more talented than you, but you've had the upper hand on them in the playoffs the last two years. It appears as though you're both going after two of the same guys, uh, and that's going to make a very interesting uh, free agent race here for the, for the uh, the likelihood of Aaron Nola. I'd much prefer him to go to St. Louis and just you know see him you know every once in a while. Not that I, like I I would you know have chills down my spine facing Aaron Nola, but the last two years he's shown you he's a pretty good big game pitcher late in the season. He's durable. Uh, he makes the Braves a lot better. So go to St. Louis, please, Aaron, and uh, <laughs> just avoid the NL East. Um, yeah, I mean, that sucks because it, it, you know, these rumors are just rumors, but it's clear the Braves want starting pitching help. It's clear they're the division winner back-to-back -back years. They might take one of your best guys. And then what happens? Are you... It's, is it Sonny Gray? Is it Blake Snell? Are you trading for Corbin Burns? Um, you know, the, the Milwaukee thing is interesting, and I saw a couple people in the chat talking about Devin Williams as well. Uh, he's also a 29-year-old closer for them. He's a really good pitcher. Um, to get Burns and Devin Williams away from the Brewers, one, I think a lot of teams are going to be going after Burns, and two, I don't think you're going to get both of them uh, because then you're definitely talking about you know, Mick Abel and some of your, you know, probably top five prospects, but like probably two of your top six or seven prospects have to go, uh, if not more. Uh, and I would imagine the only two they really want to protect right now are Justin Crawford and Andrew Painter. Um, we'll get into the top 10 prospect list because it just came out. And Griff McGarry's a guy that's out of the Phillies top 10. Uh, so he doesn't even have the, the same 
you know, trade possibilities as he did a year ago when he was a top five prospect with the Phillies. So yeah. we'll see what happens. But if the Braves get Nola, it's going to it's going to suck. I, I, it, that just sucks because Strider freed Nola with that lineup and Iglesias now fully healthy for a year in that bullpen. You know, look, you've beaten them the last two years, but that team would be loaded. They would be. And for anybody that missed our conversation in the show yesterday on Monday, we did talk about the rumors that the Atlanta Braves are actively Ugh. interested in pursuing Aaron Nola. So just to recap you, we do know Aaron Nola projected to get somewhere around six year, 150 million type oh, of I a deal. I think he's getting 200. Um, at, at least, is, but as we've talked about in the show, 200 is, is more along what he's looking for. Uh, Sunny Gray on the other side, somewhere in the four range, 90 million or, or higher type of projection. And for both of them, Atlanta has been very active. Now, we saw St. Louis as we were getting into, especially like September, the rumors started swirling around them having interest in Aaron, in Aaron Nola. But as of late, it's been the Braves. And for Aaron Nola, if you had to choose between St. Louis or Atlanta, I don't think go there's to a tough heaven, decision bro. there. But yeah, go we know heaven. the financial side is going to be a big part of it. Obviously, he's he's definitely looking for a contract that makes sense for him at 31. Durable. He might as well just change his name to Durable Nola at this point because that's been like the that's key buzzword. Wants. Exactly. That's been <laughs> the key buzzword for him. Um, so the Braves having the interest of and being very active and wanting to add a quality starting pitcher, having Nola in their rotation would be scary. Lisa, to your point, it you're saying suck. it'd be, you would cry and then Nola would be dead to you. I know you guys in the chatter are saying you're not, you're not thrilled about that idea either. Um, yeah. It would be tough to see Aaron Nola in a Braves. He's immediately uniform. an enemy of the state. And on the other side, he he's, definitely a, he's a war criminal enemy on of the, the state. On the and other I wish side, you the worst in Hopefully you stub your toe every morning. Sorry, you go sign with the Braves. Sonny Gray has been someone that the Braves have been very interested in for years, going back to even 2018 that they've been having rumors of some interest in Sonny Gray. And Sonny Gray is a name we've also talked about on the show as a potential starting pitcher to add for our team, including the Phillies, and uh, has been someone that's been rumored to be an interesting prospect to replace Aaron Nola. So Sonny Gray, similar to Nola, um, also older in his career at 34 years old to Nola's 31. That's the big concern and there. He has, he has not been as durable, but he is a plug-and-play type of a guy that if you're looking to win now, especially if you already have such as how the Braves have with already having, you know, Max Freed, Elder, different starting pitchers that you already can rely on. Sonny Gray can be a guy that can come into the rotation for you. So both moves make sense for the Braves. And honestly, Atlanta's been one of the teams that have been the most active in terms of rumors that we've been seeing because they have openly been saying they're open to paying whatever it takes, basically, to be able to get the um, – the best starting pitcher to add in to their roster. So for each of these, I would prefer Sonny Gray to the Braves and not Aaron Nola. Um, I do think, and Scott's agreeing with you, uh, Jamie, saying Nola could go to baseball heaven or yeah. go to hell. It's that simple. Yeah. You know, you don't go to, to Atlanta. That's just, it's a no-no. Yeah. You know, you don't leave the Phillies to go to a, a rival in that sense. So, yeah. so in I would morning... love to see him go to St. Louis. But if Atlanta offered him the right deal, if I'm Aaron Nola and I'm in his camp, it's a no-brainer. Yeah, Rich Hoffman in our uh, – and if you haven't signed up for it yet, I really encourage you all to do it because Rich puts together a, a fantastic morning email. And in this morning's email, he talked about our discussion about Nola and the Braves yesterday. And he's like, I think I'm with Jamie that, like, it's absolutely disgusting. Go to St. Louis. But at the same time, I have these thoughts of, like, are we really scared of Aaron Nola? 
He's yeah. like, I think I'm more on your side that it sucks, but you know, there are going to be some chesty Phillies fans that go out there and go, uh, who cares in the fourth inning, we're going to rock them or the second or third time through the order, we're going to rock them, you know, mm -hmm. go give him 200 million. Is he really worth that? Um, so, you know, it's an interesting thing. I, I think it would, uh, the Braves are the team I hate the most in all of sports just because they kind of ruined my childhood. Um, just year after year, just mm -hmm. and Steve Avery and those stupid lightning bolts shaved into his head. Wouldn't and Otis Nixon look like the Crypt Keeper and Terry <laughs> Pendleton? And uh, anyway, I hate the Braves. Uh, <laughs> I've gone on that tangent before. You have. If Aaron Nola goes there, it makes the rivalry awesome. It does. So like it does. While you hate to see it, at the same time, I'm kind of like I love having a, a true rival that you hate. And if Aaron Nola goes there, it is so much fuel on the fire of the Braves' hatred. Mm -hmm. It's kind of it's kind of fun. And like I get what Rich is saying. Like if Aaron Nola has to come into Citizens Bank Park and he buzzes through the order, you know, first time through, and it's the Rav Four fourth inning, <laughs> and Citizens Bank Park I'll is rocking, and the towels are <laughs> the towels are going, and Aaron Nola's on the mound for the Braves. Like that is incredible sports theater. So uh, like I, I, maybe I'm siding with Rich a little bit. Where I'm like, <laughs> yeah, man, go ahead, sign with the Braves. You'll be a you know a war criminal here in Philadelphia, enemy of the state. But yeah, it'd be kind of fun. Well, the the other thing that we talked about yesterday that was wild to think about is when you look back at 2014 at that draft of the Phillies. Um, current players that were drafted in 2014, obviously not all to the Phillies, but someone like Aaron Nola, Kyle Schwarber, Trey Turner, Reese Hoskins. For Hoskins and Nola, they've been through and through Phillies. And as you talk about, it would make – it would suck – because it'd be weird, but it would make for a great, in terms of rivalry and storyline, yeah, awesome storyline if, if Aaron Nola does go to Atlanta. Because remember, everybody in the postseason at Citizens Bank Park, let's go Nola, you know, all the Nola chants, everybody rallying around Nola, the tip of the cap. Like, it almost is setting us up for the sequel, which we thought was going to be you know, Aaron Nola to St. Louis. But if the sequel is Aaron Nola to Atlanta and now the tables turn and instead fun. of cheering for Nola, Citizens Bank is cheering against Nola, it absolutely makes it fun. Plus, we all know what you're going to get from Aaron Nola. Yes, he's durable, but we all know what that fourth inning brings. Um, that's the run -em up fourth inning against Nola. So it would absolutely bring up a great rivalry uh, extension of like taking yeah. the rivalry to a whole new level. Yeah, it'd be great. And you know where else you can take things to a whole new level? That's a game time app because as you're talking about wanting to get out and cheer for or against players, Go over to the Game Time app, and they've got plenty of great tickets for you. Now, at the Game Time app, they allow you to be able to see your seat. So wherever you're looking to buy tickets for, baseball, NBA, NFL, concerts, comedy shows, whatever it is, at the Game Time app, you can see your seats. You've got great prices. They make it easy. So you download the Game Time app, and you can use code PHLY to get $20 off of your purchase. So again, over at the Game Time app, quickly download it. They also give you notifications, which I love since I have the app myself. They give notifications on like price alerts and drops and tickets as they're coming available. So head over to the app, use that code PHLY and get $20 off. And before we move on, Jamie, I did want to just address a comment in the chat about Jordan Montgomery. 
because I know he is a name that we I talked about and brought up, I should say, and we've talked about him on the show uh, because his stock has gone up when you look at the postseason. Obviously, Montgomery had a shaky uh, transition into the remainder of the regular season with the Rangers, but was a, a major contributor when you look at how he was able to pitch, especially against the Astros for Texas, that he gave up just two runs over 14 innings in the ALCS and had a 2.90 ERA this postseason and his five starts across six games that he played. So Jordan Montgomery is someone, I mean, there aren't other names out there. I know we've talked about Josh Hader. We've talked about, of course, many times wanting to bring back uh, Aaron Nola, excuse me, which is not going to happen. Sonny Gray's name is brought up. But there are still other names out there that are available that are, you know, interesting names that could be some nice Yeah, the only one I care about types. anymore, the more and more we have this starting pitcher conversation, I just go get Corbin Burns. Now, that is, that's my answer. Go, Let it burn. Give up, give up Mick Abel. Do I need to sing my song again? Uh, no, please, no. Um, but it's so good. The, uh, that was actually one of my better songs, you have to admit. <laughs> I'm just going to sing it again and let the people judge. <clears throat> uh, Tyler, you can go to a one-camera shot if she's going to do this. I don't need to be involved. Yeah, it's unfortunate we only have two cameras because you don't have a one-camera shot. Ah. <laughs> uh, but right, yeah, like this conversation, like Sonny Gray, like Blake Snell, like is a good <laughs> option. I don't want to say it's not, but it's like it's <laughs> long years, big money. There's risk involved with it. Yamamoto, there's risk involved with it at big money. Uh, Sonny Gray is 34. Like, it's it's good. It's solid. None of them really move the needle for me that much. Corbin Burns absolutely moves the needle. I'd give up Mick Abel in a heartbeat uh, to go get him. You're going to have to give up another, you know, nice piece as well, most likely. Uh, but, like, that's the one that really, uh, hashtag horny for Burns, that's the one I think is, like, the championship move. Yeah, we should have led with Corbin Burns because he That's is the one. Well, hands it's, it's not down, a free agent, so. I know, but he is hands down. If if you have if you have any moves to make, it's for Corbin Burns. Um, so I <laughs> no, my song did not sing this in the playoffs. I don't know why I'm getting blamed for the Phillies losing because we have to rationalize things yeah and you guys need a scapegoat and it's become me and the fact that somebody actually pulled that video clipped it posted it on twitter and blamed me and said it was my fault is hilarious actually that i get that much credit i'll take it but it was also hilarious because my songs are not the reason so while jamie is over here lusting for corbin burns yeah hashtag um, horny for burns here's my song and i think it's really good or is horny for corbin better <laughs> it's gonna hurt for me to, to say this. It's coming from the heart. Oh, it's been a long time coming, but Corbin and Milwaukee fell apart. If you want to work this out, we've got a team for you. I think that you should just come over to Philly too. Come on, <laughs> uh, like let it burn. <laughs> Eugene Krabs says Corbin Burns looks let inbred. It burn. Not lie. <laughs> uh, another comment in there. Rick Moore said, "Are we all just assuming?" Me that Aaron Nola is not back with the Phillies. I yeah, am actually, um, actually, yes. I actually am operating <laughs> yeah. under that conclusion. Two hundred millions not happening. Yeah, I mean they weren't close last year. Uh, I don't think they're going to up that. Apparently they were as far apart as like forty or fifty million dollars last spring training. That's not happening. That probably increases more because of what we just talked about. The free agent starting pitcher market is not robust and so many teams need starting pitching. So I, I am operating under the assumption that Aaron Nola is gone, even though Ken Rosenthal yesterday said the sides are still in talks and 
yada yada yada. Yeah. Uh, I I am operating under that assumption. And that's so why it's we time to start looking ahead. No, it's it is, but you also have to keep in mind. Obviously, today is the day, guys. It is November fourteenth, FYI, for those of you that have been paying attention. And so today at what is it, four p.m. Eastern time. That is the deadline for, you know, t- players to have that have been receiving quali- or had received qualifying players, offers to be able it. to accept or decline. They're going to decline it without a doubt. So you obviously know for Aaron Nola to be able to have, wow, can't carry a tune with a bucket. Ouch. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's so harsh. I actually can. Okay. I really can sing, guys. I really can sing. Um, but anyways, all jokes aside. The deadline is today for the qualifying offers. Yeah, they're all going to And by 4 p.m. Eastern time, everybody will officially have declined, all seven of them. 20.35 And Aaron Nola specifically has has some teams, Atlanta... St. Louis that are out there Rangers, willing apparently. to throw the Rangers willing to throw so much Aaron Nola's way to bring him in. So for the Phillies, I just don't think they're going to be able to keep up and contest and it's going to become a bidding war. So at that point you look at other options and Corbin Burns without a doubt would be the front runner. If you can make any deal happen between free agency and trades and everything else this off season, it's Corbin Burns. He'd be a great addition Awesome culture guy and locker room guy. Haven't heard anything controversial about him. And uh, definitely would love to see Corbin Burns in there. And if for any reason you're not on the Corbin Burns train, um, I don't know why not. Because Corbin Burns has had some awesome numbers and stats we obviously talked about in the show. So Corbin Burns to the Phillies, guys. Horny for Corbin. Uh, Rick says you don't think he'd have to give up Painter to get involved in a Burns deal. I don't. Um, honestly, I think McCabe would be enough. Uh, it's Question. rare teams you know truly trade their number one prospect uh you know a lot of times when you see those big blockbuster deals it's like the second fourth and ninth um yeah so teams try to protect that top guy i think they are going to try and protect painter and crawford at all costs here um so speaking of philly's prospects yeah, let's get the into it. baseball america just released their top 10 philly's prospects and the thing uh that jumped off the page to me right away was griff mcgarry is no longer on it um, Tyler was talking before the show with me a little bit. Griff McGarry might be a guy that ends up uh, having shifted the bullpen. He had a, he had a pretty down year, actually. Uh, huge, huge opportunity for him and Mick Abel this year. And Mick Abel, like, was steady but not stellar. Griff McGarry kind of straight up struggled a little bit. Uh, so we'll see what happens there. But the, the top 10 in order, uh, starting number one, it's Andrew Painter. Uh, and then we have Justin Crawford as the second. Those two are uh, the crown jewels of the Phillies. Uh, prospects, and then number three of Mick Abel. Uh, number four is last year's pick, high riser, Aiden Miller, the infielder, uh, is has skyrocketed up the list. Another infielder at number five, Starlin Kaba. And then you have your boy, Orion Kirkerine, oh, at number oh, six. Oh, oh, Ryan. Uh, another infielder in Brian Rincon. And then you have William Bergola, another infielder, Eduardo Tate at number nine, and Gabriel Rincon Jr. at number 10. So uh, that was just released by Baseball America, I think on Sunday or Monday, maybe over the weekend, whatever it was. So like those are some of the names if you are talking about a Corbin Burns deal. I would imagine that's probably going to cost you like a Kaba and an Abel yeah. or a Raccoon and an Abel, something like that. I'm all for it because if you throw out Zach Wheeler and Corbin Burns, 
you probably have the best one-two in baseball. Yeah. Uh, and it prohibits a Yankees from teaming a Burns up with a Garrett Cole or, you know, the Rangers or, you know, maybe Boston goes and gets them or the mm -hmm. Dodgers strike out on Otani or something and they go get them. So, you know, and God forbid the Braves get involved because they're lurking on every starting pitcher. So, um yeah, Make go go do happen. it. I have no Make problem. Yeah, I have no problem losing McCable. Yeah, uh, and honestly, when you look at the idea of having Zach Wheeler and Corbin Burns, uh, it's it's exciting to think about. And I would I would be happy with the change. I know I, we've been back and forth on the bring back Aaron Nola um, conversation, and because at the time there were no other strong prospects, Yamamoto, Blake Snell. I know MBD, you love Blake Snell. Um, you know these are guys that you're not sure exactly what how, especially for Yamamoto, I should say, if that deal is going to pan out the right way, but. For Corbin Burns, let it burn. Uh, you definitely know, and and also Milwaukee's as they've been report the reports have come out are open to moving virtually any player on the roster. I'm not gonna say they're they're desperate, but they're very open to conversations and negotiation that it makes it for a great opportunity for the Phillies because they do have some. As we look at the prospects list, they do have players that would be great for Milwaukee for their future that you can absolutely look to move Corbin Burns and send them on over to Philly. Yeah, and um, MBD makes a solid point. Aiden Miller, the guy you know that's kind of fast rose, and the other point by Can I Live, kind of bad that the player you just drafted is already your fourth best prospect. <laughs> not disagreeing with you there. Uh, but the, the possibility of Aiden Miller not having somewhere to play here uh, with Trey Turner and Bryson Stott locking down the middle of the infield is a fair one. I, I don't think he has the power to play third. Uh, not that Bohm does, but it, there is kind of a roadblock for Aiden Miller. So it's mm -hmm. a fair point. I wonder if he's a guy, uh, even though he's been a, a fast riser in the system, I wonder if he's a guy where they go, well, Bryson Stott exceeded all expectations. Um, so maybe he's a guy they look to move. And speaking of exceeding expectations, <laughs> Great time to tell you about FOCO because FOCO is a leading manufacturer of sports and entertainment merchandise with a product line that includes apparel, accessories, toys, collectibles, novelty items, and plenty more. The best officially licensed gear in all of sports and fandom. It's football and tailgating season. Oh, so yeah, that means gloves, hats, overalls, sunglasses, bags, everything you need for the big game. FOCO has you covered. And they've hooked up PHLY listeners uh, with some awesome pieces for our set. Some of our bobbleheads back here, some of our pennants, a lot of cool stuff came from FOCO. I'm actually wearing some friendship bracelets from FOCO. Love you, Jose Alvarado. Uh, FOCO always has your back for Philly sports, and they have yours too. Get the best gear around by using the link in our description. Uh, for all non-presale items, use the promo code PHLY for 10% off your order. And um, I want to take a quick moment to just welcome in Relative Timeworks. You're making some great points about the writing on the wall with Nola, that his body of work this past season is definitely not going to be sustained or most likely will not be sustained going forward. And he's out of here. Uh, Valerie but he's Moore, a guy that can pitch saying, into his like mid to late thirties, yeah. I think without a problem, he doesn't just, rely on overpowering <laughs> stuff. He is a, no, he's durable. He, he's well, he's durable. And he's just kind of, and look, cause a baseball head like Tyler's going to hear this. And he's kind of like Greg Maddox in that he knows how to pitch. He, he, he's not nearly as Tyler good as Greg Maddox. I'm not you. saying that, he but did. Greg Maddox was able to have a long, long career because he didn't rely on overpowering stuff. He relied on command and precision and, and knowing how to pitch. And Aaron Noll is that kind of guy. So I, I don't think there's 
a ton of risk with him like losing stuff. I think he's given you enough body of work that you, you know what he is. And yeah, and then Valerie, a lot of teams covet that. <laughs> and Valerie's saying on the other side, you don't that she doesn't see Atlanta spending that kind of money for Nola and got some agrees in the chat. Uh, I think they're actually in a perfect for, spot to go for him. For Nola, it is that money is what it always comes down to. I mean, I know MBD was talking about with the Phillies, the risk reward of someone like Yamamoto. It comes down to how much are you willing to invest and what, what is the priority? And for Atlanta, I know MBDBD we have saying sending gray to Atlanta is much more in their speed. I, I could see either one, but I, de I definitely think Atlanta has been so active and it's, it's not one, you know, we've heard this consistently. They're actively looking see, to I, pay a lot for a starting pitcher. I disagree pitcher. because so I, I can think see them. They have Ozzy Alsby's Ronald Acuna Jr. Austin Riley, uh, the center fielder, Michael Harris. They have uh, another kid coming up in left field. They have so many, player friendly deals right now that like yeah. this is their perfect opportunity They're you have spencer strider and max fried on relatively team friendly deals like this is their uh, sean murphy behind the dish like they're loaded and they have the ability to spend and if they and were ever going to spend i think now is the perfect time for them to push in before acuna and albies in a year or two go wait a second i want a new <clears> deal here I'm, I'm making eight million dollars and i'm the second bet i'm the best second baseman in the game like this is ridiculous and that's the so point, i think this is the perfect time for the braves that's the thing that it comes down to teams like the braves the phillies the rangers obviously coming off of a title want to run it back uh but these are teams that are in a in a now win now situation they already have a lot of the pieces they're looking to just added one or two to solidify. And as we've talked about, you can never have enough strong starting pitchers, bullpen arms on your roster. So if Atlanta is able to bring in a great starting pitcher and Aaron Nola, Sonny Gray would be a, an, another addition that makes sense for them. That's why they've been so actively looking to bring in a starting pitcher because come postseason time, that is such a huge game changer to be able to have as you're getting into you know, series after series, starting pitchers that you know what you're going to get from. So I think they would be willing to invest because it is a win now. They want a title. They want to win yeah, the World Series just like the Phillies do. And so that's why it's about being so active. You don't need a bunch of little pieces. You need to bring in one Their little guy. pieces are set. <laughs> exactly. You need to bring in a guy that's going to help you get to winning a World Series. And They're the last loaded. two seasons, they haven't even gotten to the World Series. And they had projections this year of as the best offensive team with all the records that they made of winning it all. They're still a favorite to win it all for next year and now it's about if you're Atlanta going out and bringing in a guy that can make that happen but Jamie it's wild because we always have this situation every single day guys here we are already in the final minutes of the show we still have guests at ballpark I know there's still a number of topics that we wanted to get into around uh, trades but we're winding down here yeah so today <laughs> the other thing John Morosi said yesterday today there's a 6 p.m. deadline uh, for the reserve list for the Rule 5 draft. So meeting. many deadlines. Um, teams, not every team makes a Rule 5 pick. Teams below the 40-man roster are eligible. If they draft a player from another team, uh, they owe that team $100,000. Uh, the Rule 5 draft is going to be the last day of the winter meetings, which I believe is December 6th. So it's coming up. So the deadline tonight is the Phillies are currently at 38 men on the 40-man roster. Mm -hmm. uh, now, in our Discord this morning, which you can get access to if you become a diehard member here at PHLY, uh, we're having real nerd levels of Rule 5 draft talk. Uh, shout out MG Logan and, and Coda Ran in there. Uh, but if you become a diehard here, it's $80 <laughs> for the year. You get a free T-shirt. You get the Discord membership uh, to, to talk with all of us and Charlie and the Flyers guys and the Sixers and Eagles guys. 
uh, are all very active on it. And so are Renee and I in the Phillies channel. Uh, it's a lot of fun. So the deadline is six o'clock tonight. So John Morosi speculates that there's going to be some movement in baseball. Does that mean big time movement? Probably not. But if, um, you know, the Phillies, one of the guys they have to make a decision on is a guy, Oliver Dunn, who they drafted last year in the rule five draft. Uh, De La Cruz is a six foot eight power hitter, uh, still only 24 years old, uh, is another guy they have to consider. So Teams are going to move prospects that they're not going to keep on their 40 man, or they're going to try and free up a roster spot to participate in the rule five draft. So Morosi just threw that out there and put on your radar today. There could be some uh, moves being made. The Phillies may have already made one of those moves with Mercado from the Rays uh, where they were under the 40 man roster. So they just went, all right, we'll take a shot on that kid from the Rays. Uh, get him in here, put him on the 40 man because he doesn't have any minor league options left. They pretty much have to use them or burn them. Um, Let it burn. Oh, the Phillies did not protect De La Cruz last year. Okay. Interesting. Uh, I think burn. he had a little bit of a surge this year in terms of power numbers. So I wonder if that's something that they protect him. Uh, so just, you know, some minor real Phillies nerd level stuff uh, could be happening today. So just keep an eye out for that. Um, and then, yes, we'll get to the Jim Bowden, uh, you know, list of, of potential trade yeah. targets tomorrow. There was some interesting things. Uh, a couple things we'll hit on real quick before we get to the torturous game of guess that ballpark. And Tyler already mind deaf to me today and said, I think this is one you can get. <laughs> so there is what there's one definable. Screw you, Tyler. There's one definable feature that will okay. help you get this. If, um, if, if you're not looking for it, you're not going to get it. But. I think there's one definable feature in this game today right. that will help you. Yeah, screw you. I already missed Fenway, so uh, I don't like my odds. Uh, a couple little news and notes around Major League Baseball before we torture ourselves. Uh, Pat Burrell was named the San Francisco Giants uh, hitting coach, which kind of makes me laugh a little bit uh, because when I think of Pat Burrell and, and a hitting coach, uh, it seems funny to me <laughs> because <laughs> Pat Burrell loved lunging for low and outside breaking balls and his uh, sense of the strike zone on inside pitches uh, always seemed to baffle I think all Phillies fans minds with the butt thrust out he would do <laughs> uh, so congrats to Pat Burrell I always loved half man machi half machine but the idea of him being a hitting coach well, just kind of made me chuckle you know yeah. um, he's he's put in his dues um, so congrats to him, but uh, we'll see if that works out. So Pat the Bat back with the Giants as the hitting coach. Uh, Cody Bellinger and the Yankees. Uh, apparently the Yankees have emerged as the front runner mm -hmm. uh, to land Cody Bellinger. I'm sure. Ching, ching, ching. Yeah, uh, at big money, uh, but they need some healthy outfield help there. Uh, and then last night, the Rookie of the Year awards were given out. And as we talked about yesterday, unanimous. Gunnar Henderson, Corbin Carroll, clean sweep. Uh, they become only the fifth unanimous pair to win Rookie of the Years. Uh, now, Tyler, you, did you see the picture in Notion? No. Can you guess the last time? I'll give you the... Well, I don't want to give you no, the year. No, don't give I, the year. Do not give the, the year. The last time a unanimous Rookie <laughs> of the Year... Why can't I get the year? The year is going to give it away. Uh, yes and no. Baseball is kind of hard because... like. No, it will. Years, Tyler, years you're talking about Tyler together. here. We're it's no more than six years ago. It's been ago. in the last decade. Yes. The last decade. <laughs> the last unanimous pair to win AL and NL Rookie of the Year awards. The, the, the years blur together when you talk yeah, about so the same with baseball right, say for the me. Names, say the names that are coming to mind. 
I, so I will, I'll give you the year. 2017. 2017. A pair won the NL and AL wow. Rookie of the Year. It's it's kind of tough because um, I don't want to say any more because I'm going to give it away. Yeah, um, I, I don't want to bog the show down. So he I'm gets not to take... torture us with the ballpark. Yeah, we're torturing you back. Him, yeah. <laughs> 2017. Does anybody in the chat know the yeah, last time <laughs> that we had unanimous winners in, in both, both leagues, leagues that won the Rookie of the Year award? And Jamie, as Jamie said, I wasn't going to give any clues, but it was in 2017. Yes. If you guys know, drop it in the chat. Tyler can... Use some help right now. Because <laughs> I was going through it. Okay. Yeah, yes, I really yes. It is. It's 2017. Would you like a team of the two? No. So my, my, my assumption based on that time We don't time get help with guess that ballpark. Seems to be an Astro to me. Negative. It's not uh, Carlos Correa? Nope. Or, or, or Alex Bregman? Nope. Okay. Um, one hits a lot of bombs and one is a free agent. So Mickey Durkin may have gotten both of them there. Um, uh, nope. There have not. There has not been a correct answer in the chat not yet. A, or that, said. That, that, <laughs> that, see, that's that, and then uh, that's my that's my, my phrase. I'll that's take your cool. hit. There's we have not heard a correct answer yet. I right, like so, this. I so sweat. one is <laughs> one is a current free agent. And you said the other one hits a lot of bombs. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's okay. a great hint, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't want to bog too much of the showdown. I feel like that's what <laughs> I'm right, doing we'll at this point. We'll give you ten seconds on the clock. I'll give you a team. I'll give you one of the two teams. Okay. You want? Would you like the AL or the NL give team? Give me the NL team. The NL team was the Los Angeles Dodgers. Uh, was it Bellinger? Yes, it was Bellinger. Ding, 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 ding. Now, who was the AL counterpart? The AL one would have been... So he's the free agent. I assume that you're, you're, you're referring to. The other one hits a lot of bombs. We're going to go... The Phillies once almost tried to trade for him. Ooh. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Miguel Sano. I don't no. know. Your friends in the chat have helped you out. Uh, Aaron Judge. Aaron okay. Judge and Cody York. Bellinger were the unanimous <laughs> 2017 rookie of the, of the year. Uh, yes. The last times it happened prior to that was 97 with Noma and Scott Rowland here in Philadelphia. 93, Tim Salmon, don't call me Salmon, and Mike Piazza from Norristown. <laughs> and then in 1987, Mark McGuire and one of the low-key best catchers of all time that doesn't get the credit, uh, Benito Santiago. Yeah, uh, it's wild it, it happened three times in a 10-year span, and then it took 20 years before it happened again. Yeah. By yeah. the way, Insane. Correa won 15. I was slightly mm, off. Slightly I was off, close. So. I was close. Okay. Uh, Corbin Carroll, you bastard. Uh, Jamie with some great hints for sure. Uh, you guys got it in the chat with Aaron Judge and Cody Bellinger. And uh, also, I love, Lisa, the fact that you are teaching right now and still watching the show we are winding down so you'll have a chance to get back to your kiddos yeah, fully in a moment pulling the vhs cart and throw like on the, a movie oh, for those, used, those used to be the days i like the fact you guys are also ahead of the game you guys know us so well eugene crabs especially i think it was mbd that was the other person that was like ad coming here it is you've spoken up hero bread i don't even need a witty introduction because you guys just helped us out here let's talk about hero bread over at hero bread you can eat nutritious delicious and as we're gearing up for the holiday season don't worry about putting on those extra holiday pounds because with hero bread you can have rolls sliced bread tortillas any sort of wraps that you want breakfast lunch or dinner so now as you're eating for the holidays you can eat healthy and with hero bread you get a great option for low carb options that fit any lifestyle regardless of your dietary restrictions allergies hero bread has you covered they give you high fiber ultra low net carbs zero gram sugar per slice and fewer calories than the leading national brand 
And so when you have an opportunity, head over to hero.co. It is the URL that is on your screen, as well as for those of you that are tuning in on podcast platforms, hero.co or on Amazon, you can use the code PHLY, get 10% off of your purchase, eat well, save money, and make sure you have some fluffy, delicious bread at your next meal. So, yes. Oh, thank you, guys. Yeah, you guys, I can seriously sing. I know there's been some requests for me to sing the song at the end of the um, show. But before we it. do that, we're going to get to guess that. I actually can carry a tune. You know, the more I you just, tell us, I you know, can sing, yeah, the less yeah, I believe yeah. you. Here's, I feel like my, here's what I say. Over on YouTube, mm-hmm. they will flag you if it's copyright <laughs> restriction. So I can't sound exactly like the song oh, because they right, might yeah, think we're playing right. the song. Yeah. flag us and i don't want to be the reason why our show's sure, taken off of youtube sure, so i yeah. have to add no, in a crackle a exactly yep. yeah, but it's time i'm just gonna start singing you don't want to sound there. too much like beyonce i don't want to sound yeah. too good because yeah. first of all you or guys some, right i mean out here i already have my soundcloud link that i'm working on uh mm-hmm. you know i don't want people out here ready to sign me up i like the show i want to stay here i don't want you know i don't want it to conflict so uh, it's just a fine line me. of you becoming the padres guys <laughs> and you know it's, i really like to sing i really like music i know but i don't want you to be like what's in you know i have to protect my teammate a little bit yeah exactly you know i'm, I'm doing what's best line. for the squad yeah. i'm just trying to make sure we don't well, get flagged on youtube i'll, I'll so, try to help there i also like winning <laughs> and i did finally get a, a win a small victory uh we're definitely clear the cup. <laughs> thanks mbdbdbf we are finally getting into guess that ballpark <laughs> So we are one and four. Somebody's in a God. singing mood this morning. <laughs> I like when we start early. It's great. I'm I, a morning person. I like, I like going early. Are you a morning person? Um, well, for a long time in my life, I was waking up at 4.15 in the morning. Um, I don't, I'm, I'm okay at it. Okay. But I wouldn't say. I'm like a morning, afternoon, night person. I'm just, and I don't drink coffee. This is just me all the time. But I wouldn't say morning person, but I'm not bad at it. Okay. Very nice. I, I can't take naps because waking <laughs> up from naps to me is harder than getting up in the morning. Oh, I'm not a nap person because I wake up and I feel so disoriented. I feel like a, I feel like a bear like oh. coming out of hibernation. Although every once like, what day I, is it? Where yeah. am I? <laughs> Are my kids here? Like I just like I just can't like snap back that. to reality. I, I like a good coma nap every once in a while where you don't set the alarm. And no. I'm not a big nap person, but you don't set the alarm. You just go and you just kind of pass out and you just wake up and you and don't even know. You're you so do, yeah. disoriented. But anyways, We're we both like winning. One in five here. We are one in four actually. Tyler, you're incorrect. Oh. According to well, my it's one of five, like a it's, it's oh. like a oh yeah, it's like, a, like I'm right. You're, yes. you're one, right. one, 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 We're one five. of yeah. five. Okay, I thought you meant we were one and five. No, no, no. That's a huge difference. That's a huge difference. Today we might become one no, and five. I, I, yeah, I'm not. So, ever since Tyler uh, put the jinx on me here, this is one I'm like, yeah. It I'm is not time for good. guess that ballpark. On you. It's Be actually sure to the, join the, us the in the chat. <laughs> I'm oh really looking forward to missing Citizens Bank Park. A, a stadium I watch 80 plus times a year, or all right, maybe I don't make every game, but 70 plus times a year. Uh, I'm going to miss that. And I'm going to be really angry. I'll probably storm off the set that day. Uh, so, all right, Tyler, what do we got? This is going to be hell. Oh, goodness. Okay. Okay. Oh, man. That left field. MBD really does not like my singing. Wow, MBDBDBF. I thought we were friends. You are pretty it's that upset. left field. Okay. Let's oh. See. oh man, I, is that what you were talking about? The left field no corner? Is that distinguishable? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> okay. I thought you. Uh, oh, what is that? Ooh. No, that's not right. 
Lucas, uh, real quick to, to sidetrack here. I was going to say. Listening on delay, delay, but the way you all talk about Yamamoto is honestly dismissive and ignorant. I don't we actually have given a lot of praise for Yamamoto, but he's the, the the Phillies don't need to sign Yamamoto because he's the risk reward. They don't need that. No, right I mean, now. no, I'm I'm partially Yamamoto'd up. But we have him as a top. We have talked about him as a million top three for a Japanese pitcher. Is it's, it's the issue is the fi- the financial side oh, that man, the Phillies aren't willing to give. We've we've actually said time and time again he's a top three. Starting pitcher, hands down, very talented. Would be a um, great addition. That's that left field corner. I can't get away from. Okay. What the hell? Sorry. Let's see. Thank you, Lisa. Iowa cornfield. <laughs> it's field of dreams. <laughs> this uh, is tough. This is a tough one. Is oh, it, mm, mm. not that one. I have. I don't have any idea right now. Not minute made. It's one of the 30? I wonder if it's Safeco. It's one of the yeah, current ballparks. And it's really actually just one of 20, 24 because you've guessed <laughs> five already and one I, I blew up. So uh, you're down to 24 ballparks Okay, somebody at this point. said PNC. And actually, that's a pretty good guess. It's got the net. Okay, I see the dips. Stop looking at pictures. Yeah, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. Sorry, that was just uh, whoever's listening in audio just blew your eardrums out. I apologize. She's like, yeah, PNC does no, look no, good. No, you don't get to look at pictures as we go. I've like, been doing this, and no, I still by, get it wrong. And by the way, Mickey Derrick and I've played a lot of fields, a lot of games on Ben Salem Ramblers Field. I promise you, that is not Ben Salem Ramblers. You cowards. I'm gonna... Jamie just looked over at me cheating. The one I have, yeah, you don't you don't get to pull up the one I, I have. I will pull up full pictures, but I with, mean names. Oh, damn it, Tyler! Shapes. I wish you said I would. I, you would wasn't gonna get this right uh have you heard the correct answer in in the chat or we haven't said much but have you heard the correct answer yet yeah oh so it's clearly not i have ben two salem. in my mind and it's seattle no, no, and it's, pittsburgh it's, it's, that, but i'm trying to remember <laughs> i don't think pittsburgh has that left field look campbell's field campbell's field uh camden river sharks all right okay, okay for I'm the sake go of time pittsburgh because I feel pretty good about myself. Well, yeah, after you looked at the <laughs> pictures online. And I still uh, don't know for sure because the pictures don't the pictures right. don't paint I, the full I'm picture. I'm gonna go with Safeco Field. <laughs> I don't feel confident with my answer at all. all right, I was so between that Target Field and PNC, but I'm gonna go Safeco. All right, so I hate myself because it's yeah, wrong. Yeah, the left. Safeco is your final answer, Jamie. Me. Sure, Renee. I'm gonna go PNC Park. After she looked at pictures. <laughs> It doesn't count when you cheat. You can't look at pictures. I feel like we're in kindergarten. You're cheating. You are. Jamie just pointed out that I'm cheating. I'm not cheating. Tyler, let's put the the camera on Renee's computer and you tell me. Exactly. Listen, I have a tactic. Uh Uh-huh. Your tactic is this is torturing you to be wrong. I don't like being wrong. And I think it's very difficult (laughs) still. It is hard to still cheat because it's a different angle. It's it's different. Mm -hmm. It's totally different. Uh By the way. You don't uh, get to gloat about your record. You can cheat, but you don't get to gloat. The the definable (laughs) trait that I I was referring to is that right field porch the the, the straight away uh, yeah. porch at PNC right, right field. Park. I, I couldn't stop looking at that left Roberto field Clemente it's porch. the porch for me uh, I couldn't stop looking at that away. left field so Renee Belichick <laughs> Renee Belichick <laughs> Renee Belichick that's great I'm okay I am I'm, I'm not cheating there were no rules what, what would you call it I'm consulting my resources <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we didn't that, have, that's, that's what Renee said when she got caught cheating on tests in high school. <laughs> no, I'm just consulting my I was, resources. I don't even, I my never was sheet. a cheater. There were a couple times I tried to cheat, but I don't like getting caught. 
Oh, me and Jim are BFFs. <laughs> it's Spygate. Y'all are roasting me in the chat, and I don't appreciate it. You know? I'm just consulting my resources. Yeah, consulting my resources. But That's what Spygate was it's, all about, too. It's still Bill really Belichick difficult. Was just consulting his resources of illegal footage. The crazy footage. thing is, even with having the pictures, you still, because of the, you're getting everything else around it, it's hard to just look at the outline. So it's not as easy as you guys think. Try to cheat and watch. You're mm -hmm. not going to do it either. Well, that is going to wrap it up for us today uh, with uh, Renee Belichick. Ah! Uh, oh! I am Jamie Lynch ah! uh, for Tyler Zuli. We'll be back tomorrow. So look for some minor moves around baseball today. Uh, we'll see if anything else heats up. Uh, but we will be here daily for you tomorrow. I think we're 1130, question mark? 1130 tomorrow. 1130 tomorrow. We will be joined by our buddy uh, UK Phillies. Yes. Uh, as we over, talk. Who has all the details on uh, if anybody is feeling adventurous and wants to go to old London town next year. Uh, he's got all the details for you on the international game there. Uh, but thanks for hanging out with us. We love you. We appreciate you all for your time. Uh, and let's go Phillies. Hopefully they improve this club pretty soon. Winter meetings are not far off. And uh, hopefully we'll have some some big news for you in store uh, when it comes to that in a little bit. Before we wrap up, and I know you're about to hit that button, Tyler. I see your hand hovering. I know Rick Morris was making a comment in the chat to Hypothetical Man and MBD because you guys, anybody that's missed the show, first of all, you can always go back and watch. And I know it's not the same because you can't live chat with us, but you can always go back and watch it after. On YouTube, you can always watch it across podcast platforms. But we do also tweet out, if you're following us, if you're subscribed, you should be subscribed to us on YouTube. YouTube. We do have the notification popping out for when we're going live as well. So there's a lot of different opportunities to keep up to date, but you can always, if nothing else, check our Twitter at PHLY underscore Phillies. Jamie and I also are tweeting out the show link and everything to make it nice and easy. And I am not the Astros of PHLY. I just like to win. Is that why Zach Berman was over there banging on a trash can? Was he giving you the signs? <laughs> Zach, maybe, maybe. Yeah, now Whatever you're with it the takes Sixers to win. People. I played Bogner dirty. Listen, there. I New will bet. say as we wrap up. There's signaling, holding up stadium I pictures. I like to win, and I will do whatever it takes at all costs to make it happen. Wow. And I've been studying, and I've been preparing, and I'm locked in, too, baby. That's... So we'll see, see no, that. No, no, no. This is where you're pushing it. You don't get to gloat when you cheat. <laughs> right, Just cheat gloating. and take it. Take your win, but you don't get to gloat. For Renee Washington, I'm Jamie Lynch. Uh, on behalf of Tyler Zuli as well. <laughs> Thank you. We love you, and we'll see you tomorrow at 1130. Adios. <laughs> 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 like the mayor.